Greg, Maya, and Betty are not experts, nor do they claim to be. They're just a bunch of nerds who enjoy talking about movies, shows, and current events. So sit back, grab a coffee, relax, and enjoy a brand new episode of All Queued Up. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of All Queued Up, the review podcast tied to streaming services like Netflix, Amazon Prime, HBO Max, Disney Plus, etc., etc., etc. I'm your host, Greg Dietz, and with me always is Maya Don Fisher and Betty Badger. How are you two doing today? I'm doing good, and I have some news. Uh, coming January, I am going to start quitting smoking. Hey! Hey for me! Yeah, I'm the only one left in the house now that smokes, so it's going to be much easier for me to do this. I've done it before. I can do it again, and I am super pumped. So okay. that's my news. How are you, my? Uh, I'm here. I'm, we I'm, love you. I'm here. Uh, just, uh, this is my least favorite week of the year, so I'll, I'll be happy when it's over. Right, well, you know, being here is more than enough. So, um, well, so are you gonna are you gonna be like murdery, ragey those first few days? Oh no, no, no! Like the first time I quit, I was uh, pregnant, and um, me, I was like, what? What I did is, you know, I tapered down. I would take a cigarette away each day, and I would, you know spread them out throughout the day until I finally got down to the last cigarette and I spent a weekend in my room with stacks of candy and Netflix on my computer and or something on my computer. I was watching shit on my computer. And then after those two days, I was fine. Hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, you know, I do smoke cloves now. I did get a vape uh, with a very low nicotine count to help me out um, because I do smoke in the house, um, but I'm going to stop that. I'm going to be going outside. If I want a real cigarette, the vape's going to be inside only. And hopefully by February, I will be off the cigarettes and the vape. Good luck. Yeah. Um, I can say that like with the whole, like me eating better because of the food is my addiction. It just is. I just eat when I I don't I eat when I'm not hungry, um, yada 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 whatever. And the thing that I've noticed that uh, I've looked like literally I looked into how people who were quitting smoking were were trying to do that. Um, it was a lot of uh, little tricks, little things. Yeah. So yeah, and cut for me doing it the first time cutting down. Yeah, I did have a lot of lollipops. Lots and lots of lollipops. So they didn't have babies back then, you know. But it was very easy for me because I was pregnant. You know, I, I I couldn't force that upon my unborn child because that's my body and I was housing her body, so it wasn't fair to her. So I quit and I quit for about four years. Got around Heather and I started smoking again. So but I do smoke cloves at the moment, so I don't get as much nicotine it's just more of a habit a stress thing you know so yeah. and now that i'm a little more stress-free it, it should be easier for me to get this done you know i'm not gonna have anybody in my way to stop me so 
Yeah, and I'm going to start exercising a little more because I have gained COVID-50. Not 19, <laughs> I'm just like, what the fuck? So, yeah. My fat ass is going to be playing some tennis or something. <laughs> what about uh, you, Greg? I'm doing all right. Uh, I, uh, I decided to watch a show this week. Um, I was telling you two about it before we recorded uh, Ted Lasso on uh, Amazon TV or uh, Jesus Christ, Apple Plus TV or whatever the fuck it is. I had a week free and so I decided to watch it. And while I was watching it, I was like, getting Apple TV is a pain in the ass, especially if you don't have Apple products and um, which I don't. Um, but they recently put an app on the PlayStation and the Xbox. So and I guess Roku, but whatever. Um and uh, I was like, fuck it, I'll watch it. I'll, I'll, I'll watch the whole thing. And it was just 10 episodes and it was fantastic. But it got me thinking, like, there are shows that each of us watch that the other ones don't. Um, so, for example, Betty watched the entire series of uh, Utopia on, is it Hulu? Is that on? It's on Prime. Amazon Prime. Uh, it's on Prime. Um, and she really wanted us to review it for the show, but like between our lives and the discussion episodes that we want to do, and you know, we don't want to try to bog each other down and whatnot with other things. I came up with the idea of just doing short form reviews, individual reviews, if you will, for the YouTube channel. So um, starting next year, uh, we are going to, when we want to, and they're not going to be fucking heavy handed or edited or anything like that. It's just us talking about the show. Um, it's a long time away, man. So long. This, well, I mean, technically, this episode publishes New Year's Day, so it is the next year. <laughs> <laughs> True. Fair point. So, so, this year, twenty twenty one. This year, <laughs> not twenty twenty two. Next year, twenty twenty one. Our audience, our audience should know at this point that we record three or two days before it goes live. So, you might um, be a new person. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, yeah, so so starting in January, starting this month, um, I want to uh, have us just do like five, ten minute videos that put on the YouTube channel. No editing, just us sitting down and going like, hey, so we think the show, you know, may, you might be interested in. Um, and that also leaves us room to kind of review things that maybe all three of us are interested in for the podcast versus just one of us is interested in, you know. Um, so that's... Uh, Look forward to that. I'm going to be doing. I'm going to be reviewing Ted Ted Lasso. I would. I want Betty to review uh, Utopia. Um, she can do whatever she wants, though. I'm not her handler. Damn straight, I can. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Maya uh, inadvertently, due to my mistake, watched uh, We Are Heroes or We Can Be Heroes. So maybe she can do that. One. I don't know. Uh, don't give me extra work. <laughs> It, it wouldn't be too much extra work because it's just it's just recording a video and uploading it. But I get where I get where you're coming from. Um, but yeah, I want to give our our audience the the uh, heads up that we're going to be uploading extra reviews on the YouTube channel. Um, with that being said, uh, today we're talking about three different things. We're going to be talking about episode two of The Stand, uh, the newest Pixar film Soul, and the newest DC movie Wonder Woman 1984. Uh, both of which those movies came out Christmas Day. So did We Can Be Heroes, but I thought it was coming out on the first. And I was like, oh, it did come out on Christmas. So oh, whatever. Um, 
But, and uh, what, what, what was funny, Greg's like, can we add this? And I'm like, we already got three things. It's just a movie. I was like, all right. I watched it. Oh, my God, you son of a bitch. Well, the, the, the conversation that we had was from the way that I took it was that we were going to, we weren't going to do it. I take it you're unhappy because you didn't like it. <laughs> I mean, I'm just going to put this out there. I love Robert Rodriguez. He's one of my favorite directors, but not every director can hit a home run every time. That's right. Uh, his movies aren't for everybody, but this is a movie aimed for fucking seven and eight year olds. And I don't know if my seven or eight year old self would have even liked it at all. I mean, it was bad. Ugh. I mean, if you got kids and you're looking for a family film, watch it with them, I guess. There. <laughs> uh, okay, I see, I see how, I see how the, the, the wires got crossed in, the, uh, in our group chat. Because uh, um, I said uh, um, that I didn't want to add it to next week because we have a discussion we want to bring up next week. And then uh, I said, but if not, if also, if not, it's, if not, it's cool. No, word, no worries. And Maya, you said, uh, we'll get her input when she what she says. And all Betty said was, okay. That's all Betty ever says, okay? I need to start writing this shit down. I've got a journal sitting right here. Yeah, I really need to start writing this shit down. Because, uh, yeah, it, this week was busy, man. I mean, yeah, we do social distance, but... It's like my parents wanted to see us, so we went to my shop because it's much easier to social distance there because my house is so small. So, yeah, I mean, we just, we've just been super busy, and I've been super tired, and I don't think I've eaten since Saturday. So, yeah. Jeez, wow. That's what that's my stress thing. When when I'm stressed, I don't eat. I'm I just, I have no desire for food whatsoever. Can I have that? Because, like, I stress eat. <laughs> you think it'd be great, but I am still fat. So let's, I mean, let's give, let's give, some, let's give some of our our things to each other, so that way I don't eat as much when I'm stressed, and you eat a little bit more when you're stressed. <laughs> yeah, because it really upsets Jeff, and bless his heart, he's like, "Have you eaten today?" And I'm like, what? "No." You know, I mean, I, I am I gonna lie? No, I, I haven't eaten today. Just, I'm not hungry. I'm but when I get hungry. You're gonna know it because I get hangry real quick. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, once the season's over, I'll I'll be back to normal. I'll be back to oh, eating my cheese or some shit, you know. Yeah, we've established that like that like the the two weeks at the end of December are really fucking garbage. So, uh, for a lot of reasons, I hate it. Um, that being said, uh. My parents really did have a nice Christmas. My did they? Got, yeah, my mom got my mom just likes to make food. So she got to she got to, you know, make all the Christmas stuff that she wanted and I helped her put up a few decorations cuz she really likes it and then my dad was all relaxed and he he was uh he was having a good day and we got to um have a conference call with uh, my brothers and as much as I'm not the world's biggest fan of that, they they loved it. They were like, "Oh, my kids in one spot." So, and that's all well, they that's... cared about. Yeah, and I, that's that's kind of like a solid like seventy five percent of my life right now is just making sure my parents are comfortable. <laughs> 
But uh, that sounds that sounds ominous with the way you put it. Does it? Yeah, making sure they're comfortable. Oh my God, making sure they're. Well, Jesus Christ! When our kids grow up, I hope they might want to see us be comfortable too. Uh, just take me out in the yard and tell me to look at the flowers and end it. <laughs> look at the pretty flowers. <laughs> nah, I love that scene though, man. Love that fucking scene. That was amazing. But yeah, nah. It's like I always remind my dad. Remember, you need to be nice to me because I'm gonna pick who wipes your ass when you get old. <laughs> Uh, my dad has made the joke about a long time ago where he's like he's like if I get to the point Greg where you can't afford to take care of me and I'm just like a burden on your life just you know tell me to, to uh, you know or how do you say that he goes uh, oh just ask me to tell you about the rabbits is what he said and I'm like oh, God, dad. what ask me to tell you about the rabbits Yes, yeah, that's where the whole look at the flowers comes from, of oh. nice and men. Oh, I was thinking of Walking Dead when Carol shoots the little girl Lizzie. Oh, <laughs> uh, see, they stole that scene from of nice and men. Yeah, uh, that because that just yeah, it's a little kid. Look at the pretty flowers, bang, and they. She I mean, was a terror. <laughs> she was crazy. She, she was fucking nuts. She needed to be taken yeah. out. You know. <laughs> But she's a great actress. She's gone on to do lots of other stuff. So she's oh, really good. Uh, back in high, back in high school, my uh, my mom, uh, we we had to watch. We had, I think, we were reading of Mice and Men at the time, and we decided to watch the the Gary Sinise one. With, oh yeah, uh, with John Malkovich plays Lenny. Yes, 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 and that was the first time my mom had ever seen slash read the story. So at that at that scene in the woods where he, he's just like, "Tell me about our rabbits, George," and mom's just fucking bawling. So now what Josh and I like to do from time to time is we'll just make a joke about that. We're just like, "Hey, mom, tell us about the rabbits," and she's like, "Shut the fuck up." Oh man, you're mean. <laughs> you're mean. Uh, we all are. We all fuck with each other. I mean, look I just... when I was when I was growing up, and I I was a clumsy kid growing up. Anytime I would fall over, my mom would just start laughing. Like, she was like, Are you okay? And I'm like, Yep. And she's like, Then that was hilarious. I'm like, Okay, got it. Thanks. Exactly. Yeah, it's like, you know, I, I will always make sure, Are you okay? And then I will laugh my fucking ass off. I kind of do it simultaneously. I'll, I'll laugh yeah. ask. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of like, Are you okay? It's that. Yeah. It's like the first time my sister was pregnant, she's about six months pregnant, and she fell off her chair. And she's sitting there with a shocked look on her face, and I'm just busting out laughing. Are you okay? Oh, I mean, it was hilarious. Her face just priceless. And of course, you know, she was off balance, man. You're six months pregnant. That shit happens. <laughs> siblings they're so much fun oh yeah uh so anyways what are we gonna talk about first we're gonna talk about uh the stand episode two okay um, y'all go for it yeah <laughs> so before we get into this i what i think is really f interesting to me um my dad so my mom she owns the stand i know that she owns the book but she's never read it she's never read it uh 
So she's actually going to go through all our books here soon and try to find it. Um, and we think that she might have a 1970s copy, the one that's like 200 pages shorter. Yeah. Um, if that's the case, that'll be interesting. But uh, I'd love to get like the the rematched or the version that came out in the 90s. Yeah, I had the old version. Uh, store. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, but my dad remembers the fucking story really well. Yeah, I remember the story well. Unfortunately, yes, I'm going to admit, audience, I forgot about this this week. I did not get to watch it. So, but I am going to follow along. I do know this story fairly, fairly well because I'm a Stephen King fan. I'm a stan. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> but I am admitting I did not watch this, but I am going to follow along and make comments where I can. So, let's go. I, I made the terrible mistake during this episode of making my dinner and paying attention to something else that was, that had my attention. So I missed like, like this show does a very clever thing of like, if you look away for 10 seconds, you might miss some pivotal information. Uh, and I did that twice. So I missed some big fucking things that were important to, to like know of certain characters. And I had to have my parents. know, You do know there's a fucking skip forward and, Rewind. Oh that. no, no. What, what I'm what I'm getting at is that there. It, it wasn't that. It was that after the episode ended. So a little bit of a spoiler alert to kind of give you context what the fuck I'm talking about. Um, when at the end of the episode, when uh, Flag gives Lloyd the, uh, I think his name was Lloyd. Yeah. <clears throat> when he gives him the gem, mm-hmm. the stone or whatever the fuck it was. Um, it's an infinity stone. Yeah, yeah, it's the it's the uh, mind stone of them. Oh, is it mind? What was the red one? Anyway, it doesn't fucking matter. The joke's passed. Uh, <laughs> um, when he gives him that, my mom just goes, "I knew it," and I'm like, "You knew that flag was going to like recruit him? Like, what are you talking about?" So at the so after everything was over, I was like, "What do you mean by you knew it?" And she goes, "I knew he was going to give him a gem," and I was like, "Well, I I knew that like something like that was going to happen too, but like what what are you talking about?" She goes. Well, it was the same thing that that other girl had. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? I missed that entirely. That oh movie. yeah, that was a whole very flash uh, glimpse. Glimpse yeah. away, you'll miss it. Subtle clue, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, I, I missed that entirely because I was okay. Yeah, and there was a couple. There was like two other scenes in the whole episode that I missed. Um, uh, the girl Odin. Odin. On pills, I missed that scene. Well, she it didn't actually show her OD, it showed her taking handfuls of pills and swinging copious amounts of alcohol to wash them down with. Gotcha. Okay, but it didn't actually show her on screen death or anything. Okay, gotcha. Um, so yeah, there was like there was, I missed that. I missed, uh, and the, the other scene I missed was like in the beginning when, uh, it's Nadine, the little kid Joe, and another character. Uh, Underwood. It might have been, but they're walking down a street, talking about things. Oh no, no, that's when they were uh, when they got to Boulder. Yeah, I miss, I missed okay. that. I missed that conversation. So okay, that's that's uh, just talking to Fran. Yeah. That's what my mom and dad were telling me, and and what was funny was they kept, they did they weren't using names or like actors' names. They just kept saying like 
like Nadine and and Franny, and I'm just like, I don't know the fuck you're talking about because <laughs> I'm terrible with names. So, well, one of the things I don't like about Stephen King is he's still using names from the 50s and 60s for his characters. It's like, dude, update it, okay? <laughs> People don't name their kids Fran anymore. All right, yeah, yeah. you know, they do. Not really. I know seven. Well, that's because we live in fucking Appalachia, okay? <laughs> I mean, come on. We have people we know called Billy Bob. You know, you're not going to find that in most other parts of this, this country. So yeah, there, there aren't a lot of people in California that have two first names, so there's that. You but. know, I mean, two first names is very common in Appalachia. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it was, it was, it was very much that. And we made, we made an agreement that all three of us were going to put our phones away, make sure that we had whatever food we needed before we watched and that the girls, Scarlett and Kaylee were in their fucking beds and not bothering us for this one hour of our lives. Because like, I, I, I was so like, what, what do you mean this? And what, who is this? And what are you talking about? Like, I was so confused. And then Wait I looked at Your dogs have beds. Oh yeah. They're spoiled fucking rotten. Oh, wow. Well, I mean, we've got, like, dog beds on the floor, but Milo sleeps on the fucking couch, man. Oh, that's what we're talking about. Like, they, they have two little dog beds and Raider blankets that they curl up in. Did you think she meant fucking twin-size beds, you numb nuts? Well, I mean, I'm like, I don't know. Some people get crazy, you know, into uh, their pets. You know, you never know. They might know. have little princess beds for all I know. No, I was talking about dogs. I mean, I look at Milo and I'm like, get on the couch. And he looks at me and says, fuck you, bitch, and jumps on the chair. So, <laughs> no, no, I get that. I get what you were saying. You know, what do you, they got beds, you know, because they, you, you've tried to give them beds and he sleeps on the couch. But mm -hmm. Greg's like, no, they're dog beds. I'm like, of course they're dog beds. Little princess well, I, well, well, she was surprised, like, they have beds. And I was like, well, they had, yeah, like two little beds on the ground. Like, I don't know. I don't know what's weird about that. Like it sounded strange. That's what, why it's I, just, I wish my fucking dogs would sleep in their beds. Oh god. Gotcha. They used okay. to sleep with us, but our French bulldog snores too much. He sounds like a freight train. Little French because, bulldog. Like, a lot of my friends don't have dog beds for their dogs. Their dogs just sleep in the bed with them oh, or sleep that in the shit. So mm -mm. that's why it's not it's not a super fucking common thing that I see that people give their their tiny dogs individual dog beds no there ain't no cats in our room there ain't no dogs in our room we do not allow creatures in our room when i'm trying to sleep because fuck you i will kill you if you interrupt me while i'm sleeping oh i, I don't yeah when i have a when i have an animal in my bed i don't sleep mm -mm. i was like lydia i had to put her well we had her crib we had a crib next to us with the open so she was right there but it I eventually had to put her in her own room because that kid was kicking me in the stomach in the middle of the night. I was like, I can't deal with this shit. You know, <laughs> I mean, um, I really prefer to sleep alone. So yeah. Did y'all, I mean, how did, did they leave you alone? Did you get to enjoy it? Well, yeah. I mean, for the most part, I, I just also made my dinner while I was doing it. I got a message from somebody and I was trying to contact them about what was going on. And, uh, and then of course the, um, like Scarlett heard something outside and she needed a growl for fucking 30 minutes. So it was, mm, don't you love that? So like this next episode, we're not, we're not going to allow that because I can't sit there and be like, 
Wait, what did this character do? Why is there three fucking blonde women that look very similar? I don't understand. So. Uh, don't just, all blonde women look similar? <laughs> all white people look the same. Right. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so it was, it was just a small problem for me. But I will argue this. My only complaint about this episode is that, and maybe it's just the structure of how the show works, we don't need to spend so much time in the past. We really don't. Okay. I'm going to explain to you why we're spending time in the past because it sets up what's going to happen in the future. It says yeah. a lot about these characters and their personalities and, you know, they can go either way. Uh, but their past is going to play a very big part in which path they decide to choose. That's yeah, why it's, it's relevant. I, I know. I understand that it's relevant. I understand that it's relevant. It just feels like when a solid fucking 75 uh, minutes of the episode is spent in the past, I don't think it's as necessary as maybe they deem it is. They're trying to explain to you, you know, this is what this character is. This is what they're like. This is things that influence them. I mean, you're not going to see much more of that because it's what, nine episodes? You know, they're just trying to get it out of the way so you can understand this is what set these people up to be these types of characters. Uh, but it will play a very large part in what happens in the oh, future. Totally gather that. There were, there and was, in the future, they won't be showing shit tons of, you know, this happened in the past. Let me let me put it this way. There, there are ways that they filmed this show that I think are unimportant to me understanding the character's past. Uh, for example, a minute-long sex scene. Yeah, uh, I don't see that necessary. Like, what, what, what point does that give me as a viewer to understand Larry's character? That Sex he likes sells. So that's that's the kind of stuff I'm talking about. It just seemed like it was more than was necessary, specifically for Larry, for the um, for Lloyd, the guy that's in prison right now, mm -hmm. or was at this point. Um, uh, his like his the way they told his made like that was perfect. The length of that was just right. Uh, but but for fucking Larry, it was like, uh-huh, uh-huh. <clears throat> you'll get you'll get more with Lloyd later, but, you know, Larry's stuff was pretty important. I don't think. Yeah, I'll it'll come together it'll come and it will make sense. And then you'll go, oh, now I understand why they did we, this. We, we also have to remember Greg's the kind of person who likes as few words as possible on a page. <laughs> so the less you give him, the more he is happy. Hey, just just get to what's important. That's all. I mean, it's I, I get character development, man. Like it's it's not it's not a situation where the what was told was was necessarily bad. I just felt like this episode was more backstory than it was anything else, and I don't feel that that was conducive to me enjoying the episode as much. That might be why I was so easily distracted too. Like. I want to know more about the other characters that are involved. I want to know more about them. And it was like, why, why was it as important to see certain aspects of, of Larry's past? Like the stuff about him uh, before, like before his mom died. And then like that scene after made sense. But before, before that we got to see him at the club, like playing a song and the guy angry at him. And I'm like, why was that so long? Why did that need to be as long as it was? It just felt like a lot of time wasted. 
It just really did. Okay. Well, I mean, next week it's going to be the same. You know, it's going to be introducing probably yeah. uh, Nick Andros and Tom Cullen. Uh, and you're going to have a lot of past scenes giving you insight into their character. But I'd say, I'd say probably by episode five, we should be done with any past scenes for the most part. Again, again, I'm not saying that looking into the past is a bad thing. I'm just saying like, I don't think as much time needs to be spent. Yeah, but like you know more King. They're, they're, well, he, he draws he shit out. He didn't make the show either. He's just an executive producer. Oh, I know, um, but his, his stories are very drawn out in certain aspects. He I mean, they're, they're on making, about things. They're making a nine episode series out of an 1152 page book, so. which is another reason I say what I'm saying. Like, you don't have as much time as maybe you could. Like, you could you could speed things up a bit. It just feels like there's it's it's extra time that is could be used elsewhere. We could be learning about multiple characters in one episode instead of just Larry. Um, what you got against Larry? I'm joking. <laughs> you, you you learned about Larry. You learned about Lloyd. You learned a little bit, but not much about Nadine. See, a that's little bit, but not much about Joe. You're introduced briefly to uh, Nick Andros. Uh, but you'll probably see his backstory next week. You know, probably meet Tom Cullen next week, probably Ralph. Um, and you're probably going to start to see um, probably Trash Can Man next week. Trash Can Man. See, and, that's, and my problem is that we could have gotten more on, on certain characters this week if we didn't spend so much time on Larry. There's nine episodes. You are just hating on Larry, man. I'm not hating on Larry. I'm no, hating you're, on Larry. you're hating on Larry. You're hating on oh Larry. We know it. You too. Stop it. <laughs> well, here's Larry the thing. Hater. nine episodes. There, it's it's going to be nine episodes, nine hours long. Uh, this episode was like an hour and five minutes, but you know they're going to take their time to do it right. You know, I'm sorry We're that you keep backstory. Mountain Charlie. Again, you're you're taking my words out of context. I didn't say backstory is bad. I didn't say don't tell me anybody's backstory. What I'm saying is you found his backstory boring, and no, you feel like they spent no, no, too no, much no, time no. on it. They the episode was 75 percent Larry. Why couldn't it have been 50 percent Larry's background? Because then, he plays a very important role have, in the future. I understand that the conversation between him and. Um, I can't think of the character's name, but he was in the uh, military bunker in the first episode. Stu Redman. Okay, I was trying to think of the actor's name. Uh, James Marsden. James Marsden. His conversation with Larry on the way to Fremantle's camp um, expressed all I needed to know about his importance to everything. I and and also the fact that he keeps having visions where um, uh, a flag wants him. Like clearly, that told me enough to his importance. So having 75% of the episode be about Larry's background seemed a little unnecessary. But see, uh, being told that someone's important versus being shown what this person is all about and what they're like, those are two different things. And they don't have to, you know, coincide with, you know, they don't have to line up with each other. Like, I don't know, man. I, I thought it was fine. I didn't have a problem with it at all. I like I like seeing the fleshed out, drawn out 
Do what? It was too much for me. It was just it was it was a little boring. It was a little boring straight up. It was like like a lot of the conversations that he has with um uh Rita Rita were a lot. There was just a lot. I was like, okay, what what's 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 the absolute point of this? And um and that's the thing. I see I see what they're what they're trying to show. I see what they're trying to get at, the importance of certain shots, the importance of certain things. Um, I do that very well when I watch things. Uh, could not figure out the reason I needed to see a whole conversation about um, the the guy that's jacking off on fucking home plate at Yankee Field. Hmm. Why? Like what? What was the what was necessary for that? To show that he's a nice guy. I get that. Absolutely. Like there was just it's just to me when a movie or a TV show doesn't move the plot along because they're trying to build character. I don't enjoy that. I think that you can tell a story by giving the right amount of information while moving the plot along. Well, what's the right information? The right amount of information for you is not the right amount of information for somebody else. There I, is I, no... I didn't say that. I, I, this is my opinion. I'm not saying that you know. agree with me. I know. I'm just saying. I thought it was fine. All right, so... Time to grade it and move on. <laughs> Greg hates Larry, so he's gonna give it a D. <laughs> I'm well, just the absolute fucking worse. <laughs> just fucking with you. <laughs> uh, no, I'm, I'm the, the episode. The episode's a B. It's an, a solid B. Um, again, it's a it's a lot of it's a lot of like. It, it's throwing a lot of characters at me right now that I'm not going to remember right away because they're not giving enough information about them. Um, it feels like it feels like that type of show where each episode is centered around one character instead of a, a multiple two to characters. Um, and episode one was kind of the same thing, but I feel like in episode one it was it was a little bit more spaced out between James Marsden character and the other kid that was like kind of weird. Harold Louder. Harold, thank you. Um, it felt like it was more spaced out between those two. And this episode was like, it was mostly Larry. And I was like, why is it not equaled out? So that's that was my complaint about it. But other than that, I'm still interested in the show. I'm still interested in where the story's going to go. I don't know where it's going to go. So so you've never seen the original miniseries? We established that last week. I don't remember. That was weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> No, I've never I've never watched the original because I was too young and I never went back and watched it. And then uh, I never read the and, book because I don't know okay. Stephen King. So. Okay. All right. You're going to be pissed. I'm going to be pissed? You're going to be so pissed. Why? Because you're going to get more of the same next week. <laughs> Again, no, 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 no. I don't know how I'm saying this to the point where I'm being misunderstood. Oh, I understand you just fine. I'm just giving you shit. Yeah. God. Damn it, Maya. I mean, I thought it was a solid episode. I thought it was really, really good. I give it an A. Uh, really loved all the backstory with Larry and showing his plot and having to, you know, what happened when the pandemic came about 
and how quickly it onset around everybody and it just threw his world into upheaval and how he was trying to get out of New York with Rita. Uh, that was fascinating to me, you know, especially seeing it updated from modern times because originally this was set in 1980, then revamped, you know, back in 1990 to be updated for 1990. You know, this is a 2020 telling of it. So seeing him navigate the sewers of New York in waist deep water with his GPS, trying to get it to work, carrying a sack full of drugs around. Uh, that shit was amusing to me. It's like, how bad do you want those drugs versus that phone? And you saw what happened. Uh, he loses his phone. Uh, I just, uh, you know, the, uh, shit like that, little things like that, the idiosyncrasies that fucking make up the character. I love shit like that. I eat it up. I could take it all day long. And I know you don't. <laughs> but, hmm. yeah, for me, it was it was right up my alley. I loved it as an A. I just want more characters. That's all. Like, I want, I want more characters that are taking the center stage instead of just one. That's all. That's literally it. Simple as it gets. I don't. I, I feel like I, I feel like what I'm saying is just it constantly is getting. I'm being told I'm wrong, and, I, and I'm not sure how to take it. So, I'm not telling you you're wrong. I just I'm cracking on you because I just think it's a weird thing to, you know, not enjoy how the story is structured. But he just he doesn't know. He's not read the story. He's not seen the uh, original miniseries. So, you know, he he's allowed to feel this way and he he's likely to change his mind later on but he might not you know and that's okay you don't have to like everything again i think the ep episode one was structured differently than episode two and i liked how episode one was structured versus episode two okay i mean i didn't feel they were that different myself but you know it was two characters that we saw primarily in episode one and it was like a, a solid 50 50 this was two characters we saw in episode two primarily, and it was a solid 25-75. And I would just would like that to not be the case. So that's all. Okay. Um, okay, so uh, Betty, you're going I'll, to... I'll, I'll message you to remind you to watch it. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I wanted to write it down. Is it every Friday? Is it every Thursday or Friday? Every Thursday. Thursday, I guess. Yeah. Because I, because I, I completely fucking spaced about it until like yesterday. Yeah, because like, I usually try to wait until you know closer to uh, filming, so it'll be fresh in my mind. And uh, that's what we did with, um, you know, the Mandalorian, and then we did it with Soul and. Uh, Wonder Woman and uh, yeah, just the stand. I don't know how it just completely passed me by. Uh, yeah, I was I was really excited about Soul because I love Pixar films. Um, prided myself on seeing every single one in the theater. Oh, um, that's awesome! Yeah. yeah, and then this year was like, nope, think again, motherfucker. <laughs> it's like I do like their um the 3D ones that they have because 
the new polarized, I don't know what kind of lenses they're using, even though I'm stereo blind, it does have a 3D effect for me. So it's kind of strange. And I find it very fascinating and fun. So, yeah, it's a little weird. But like the old um, blue and red ones don't work at all. No, I those give me a headache. I mean, regular 3D also gives me a headache because my one of my eyes is lazy. So ah. it, it, when there's yeah. two when there's two different things to focus on, that's supposed to be one in my in my brain. Uh, my eyes like to drift, and it becomes two things again. <laughs> so I'm like, ah. but uh, I thought Soul was um, actually pretty good. Uh, I fucking loved this movie. Just yeah, like, I mean the premise was good. Um, you know, I I don't know. I mean, I just it, it's a good Pixar movie. So. So Maya and I had a funny conversation <laughs> prior to her watching it. So you you said you got through it, Maya, right? Yeah, we watched it last night. Okay. I just put it off because it, it, at the time I wasn't in the mood to watch anything like that. I was in a not great mood. Understandable. And I needed I needed something so I didn't know what I needed, but it wasn't that at the time. And it's a good thing <laughs> I didn't watch it at the time. Fair enough. Um, the The funny conversation that we had that I thought was really funny was that uh, Maya doesn't really like jazz. I don't either. I hate I, it. I hate jazz. I'm <laughs> sorry. You're a, you're a pretentious motherfucker on purpose if you claim to like jazz. I mean, uh, I know some people I don't, do. I don't a lot. <laughs> that's a, that's a <laughs> It's a heavy, heavy, heavy wording you put there. Um, I don't, I don't dislike jazz. It's not, you know, what I go for. It's not like I'm like putting on jazz on Spotify or some shit. But uh, when it's used in a in a movie or something like that, it never bothers me. And so the funny thing that we, the conversation that made me laugh was, uh, uh, Maya was like, I can't watch this right now. I don't want to fucking listen to jazz. Like, I this is rough. And I'm like, and I laugh because my dad also hates jazz. Just FYI, he also fucking hates jazz. It's so it just it's cacophonous. I I can't stand it's, it. It's, it's fine. It's fine. Much. Totally fine to not like jazz. I'm not, yeah. I'm not criticizing anybody for not liking jazz. It just it always it made me laugh because Mike goes, "I have an idea," and I <laughs> I responded with, "You can't mute the whole movie." And she goes, "Damn it!" <laughs> yeah. I mean, you uh, could, but <laughs> could have watched it with subtitles. No, I, I well, I'd also spent the entire past week before that playing <laughs> LA Noir, and I love that game. It was the first time I've played it in like seven years since you know the game's nine years old, but I got the remastered version. Uh, and I was playing through that, and you know, a lot of the music in that is a like a jazz soundtrack and score. You know, very 1930s, 40s esque right. kind of music, and it's fine for the game because there's so much going on; it doesn't really overpower the game. But after I finished playing it, I was like, "I'm goddamn done with some fucking horns and some drums." <laughs> you know, I don't want to hear any jazz right now. Um, but yeah, I've been playing Jedi Fallen Order for the past three days and fantastic game oh my god i can't put it down <laughs> oh it's like four hours the past two nights stayed up so late playing it uh but yeah i watched it uh 
Misty and I watched it about 9.30 last night. Um, she really enjoyed it. I liked it, too. You know, I mean, it's, it's a bummer of a movie. Uh, uh, it's, I, th- I found it hopeful. I yeah. thought it was, well, you know, in a way, yeah. I mean, it was sweet, sentimental, um, optimistic. You know, I mean, and he did the right thing. He learned a lesson and all was good. I think a lot of people um, in general uh, do exactly what he was envisioning, and that's looking for a purpose, looking for that thing that you're supposed to be on Earth for. And something that I've personally learned over the past few years is that that's not that's not what life is. That's no, it's life. not. Life is just about living, period. Just, you know, be here. That's it. That's all anybody wants and asks of you is to just be here. If you find that thing that makes you happy and you do that thing, then keep doing that thing. But there's no such thing as a purpose. And for a movie to kind of show that in an an emotional stance was something that resonated with me. And... um hit me like a ton of bricks because my dad was just looking over at me like, are you really crying? And I'm like, yes, it's emotional. (laughs) So. I mean, I get if you didn't. I know a lot of people. Oh, no, I did. Of course I did. I'm a girl, but, you know, I love it when guys cry because, yeah, y'all have emotions too. And I like it when y'all show it. So. (laughs) (laughs) I'm an emotional bitch when it comes to certain things. Like, again, I cried at the last scene in Mandalorian. I cried three times during Ted Lasso Lasso. So that's it's a that's that's me in a nutshell. But yeah, when he when he uh he goes back to um well what's up before before you before you throw out any spoilers should we tell them what the movie's about? <laughs> yeah I guess so. <laughs> yeah synopsis that's my uh, it focuses on Joe Gardner, a uh, middle-aged middle school music teacher who uh, substitute teaches band, uh, who is deeply in love with jazz and is looking for his big break. And on the day that he gets an audition with... <clears throat> Pardon me. So sorry. On the day that he gets an audition... <laughs> He gets an audition and just blows their socks off and says, you're playing with us tonight. He's so excited that he's not watching where he's going and falls in a manhole and dies. And basically it's his soul trying to not go to the great beyond and try to get back to his body. And in doing so, he goes to the great before where all new souls are created. And meets soul number 22, a soul that had been around for thousands of years, who saw no point in living life and thought it was pointless and boring and just wanted to skip the whole life part and go directly to the great beyond. He poses as a mentor for 22, and they concoct a plan to try to get him back into his body and 
Well, it's the whole Freaky Friday thing, you know, switch bodies. His soul doesn't enter his body. Hers does. And he ends up in the body of a very fat cat. <laughs> the part where he went to lick his own asshole, that was pretty funny. <laughs> there were a few there were a few jokes in this that really got me like uh when the um when the terrys were like looking like it was that video of them looking at different character different people and the one was like i'm a make i'm a megalomaniac that wants like 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 the personality of the guy is just this one's gonna be a handful <laughs> yeah that was like, funny uh, or when uh, uh joe goes last 22 like why do you sound like a middle-aged woman because it's voiced by tina fey <laughs> Uh, that was fucking oh my god it was so funny and then she's like hey, my voice just annoys people this is the one I went with <laughs> yeah <laughs> fucking fantastic I didn't know that it was Tina Fey before uh, before I started watching it and I couldn't place who it was the entire time I was like I've heard this person uh, I uh I didn't know who it was either. I had to look it up. I was like, I immediately pulled out my phone and IMDb beat it. Well, I waited until the credits rolled. I, I did like the fact that they, um, they, they looked at death and after death in a different way than a lot of um, movies, I guess. Yeah. And that, um, you know, it wasn't solely religious based. You yeah, know, right. and and I liked that, you know, and, and the reincarnation part of it. I'm sure that probably pissed a lot of people off. But, you know, I, I thought the whole story itself and, and learning the lessons that they learned. And, you know, yeah, there is a great beyond, but there's there's a place in between. And I thought that was really cool. They, uh, Pixar has a great way of making scary things a hell of a lot less scary hell of a lot less scary so i gotta give them credit for that and that's and they succeeded in that with this one i feel mm -hmm. like yeah but, i think uh, i think it would be good you know i think little kids wouldn't be frightened by it no and and anybody that you know i think adults like somebody made a point on twitter that uh normally like disney movies are made for kids in mind and it really feels like that soul was not made for kids it was made for adults and I get that. I totally get that because kids aren't thinking about their purpose in life. Kids aren't thinking about like, what am I going to do when I get older? Like what's death like? Kids aren't really thinking about that kind of thing. Parent, adults are just normal adults are thinking. You've not, about that, so. you not met my kid. Or mine because Jesus Christ, These she was watching things. King Tut documentaries and mummy documentaries at like two and three years old. <laughs> and um, then she scared the shit out of my stepmom because we had told her about pet cemetery. It, I, she was five and I had to have my gallbladder removed. So my stepmom was babysitting while we were at the hospital and she was back in her room and she had put all of her pets on the floor. And my stepmom came back there and she's like, what are you doing? And she's like, I'm playing pet cemetery. They're all dead, but don't worry. They'll come back to life. <laughs> oh she freaked out she was like what is wrong with your child i was like nothing <laughs> yeah i guess i should clarify about that because like kids like she's definitely thinking about death but not like i don't know it's it's the existential crisis part that i guess i'm referring to i've never seen a kid deal with existential crisis 
and again, I don't have kids, so you know there might have been a situation where one of your kids did, or one of our listeners' kids did. I don't fucking know, but um, it definitely felt like that this was four kid or four adults and not four kids per se. Not that kids couldn't watch it, obviously. It's definitely a family movie, but I have found a lot of times that um, you know, cartoons and stuff that people are like, Oh, that's a kid's movie. They do have very adult jokes in them that fly over kids' head, but we get them because you know, we're the ones suffering through it watching it. So they put those little Easter eggs in there for adults so we can chuckle at it. And the kids are like, What's funny? And nothing, you know. I mean oh, Absolutely. Uh, Shrek is a prime example of that. Like, oh, Shrek is amazing. Uh, Eat me. <laughs> but yeah, you look at like other, like let's look at other uh, Pixar films. You know, we look at like, um, let's do Toy Story. Uh, the theme of Toy Story 1 is all about like self-awareness, essentially. Like look at Buzz's entire fucking plot thread in that movie he 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 thinks he's a actual person then he becomes a toy and comes to terms with the fact he's a toy uh and then number two is all about like abandonment um and how to deal with like being abandoned or losing somebody you love or something to that effect number three is um about uh i guess it's also kind of about abandonment because Andy also, has- hugging bears is some bitch. I mean, I agree. Hard they agree. It's funny uh, because when that movie came out, Madison was three, and I would have her walking around saying that Lotso's a some bitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's 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 just interesting that like the other Pixar movies have similar themes of your purpose and 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 your reasoning and and all that kind of stuff, but it's this one laid it out directly where the other ones were kind of like, it's there, but it's also a kid's movie. I thought that was fascinating. Yeah, I ain't gonna lie. I love cartoons. I love Disney movies. And yeah, it's, it's my thing. I, I do. I enjoy them. There's I don't care like, if they're made for kids. <laughs> there's literally one Pixar movie I don't like. And I still haven't seen Cars 3. I should clarify that. But Okay, yeah. Cars don't count. That's just, mm, no. I can't stand well, I've never even seen the first one. The first one is good. The first one's fine. It's it's all about uh, slowing down and and smelling the roses. That's what the that's the theme of the first one. Like, don't be too quick to 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 move forward. And and the 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 theme gets a little ham fisty with the whole like he's a race car and he has to actually slow down. Like whatever. But um, uh, dude, I hate Larry the Cable Guy. I couldn't do it just because of him. <laughs> that isn't a problem for me. It's, I mean, I don't like his comedian. I don't like his stand up either, but whatever. They needed a hillbilly sounding guy to play a hillbilly sounding guy. So, whatever. Um, and that's another thing about Pixar. They fucking cast perfectly. Like, they always get the right person for the fucking role. Like, who would have thought Craig T. Nelson would have been perfect for, you know, um, Par, the dad on Incredibles? But me? Maya, um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, like that—that that was the thing that to me um, stood out against Pixar's other film. By the way, Cars Two is a piece of shit. Just to clarify, that movie's awful. 
Um, and Good Dinosaur is not really good either, but that's about it with Pixar. Uh, so was it Mediocre Dinosaur? <laughs> it was It was below Mediocre Dinosaur. Ooh. Yeah, the movie that's is... Bad. It's extremely forgettable and characters are annoying. Like, it's just... That's, that's why it sucks, but... I digress. Uh, the point I was getting at with other Pixar movies is that the the theme is usually laid out throughout the film while it still has a plot that kids can just really enjoy without thinking about the, the heavy themes within the story. Soul didn't seem like that to me. Soul was like, heavy theme the whole time. Enjoy, adults. Again, I don't, a kid could watch this differently than I'm giving him credit for, but... That's how it felt to me. So, yeah, I mean, you know, it is different when you're a kid and you watch something versus when you're an adult. I mean, after having a kid and going back and watching some of these things that were classics in our time, I'm like, oh my God, what the fuck is this? Why did we watch this? This is horrible. What were we teaching children? You know, I mean, but I, when I was five, I thought it was great, you know, so. Yeah. I think that's, that's, that's something that I do a lot as an adult now. Like here's an example. <laughs> this is going to be really fucking stupid nights. I swear to God, I apologize. Do you two remember the super Mario brothers super show? Do not. When did it come out? Uh, yeah. Uh, late yeah. 80s. I didn't have a TV. So, if, if trust me, if this thing had come on your TV, you would want to throw it out of the house. Uh, it's really bad. Here's the, here's the thing. I watched the shit out of it when I was a kid. When it came on TV, I was like five, six, seven years old. Right? Love the fucking hell out of it. Um, and I didn't ever see it again after it originally aired on TV. When I was in my late twenties, <laughs> when I was in my late twenties, I went and I said, "What?" Like, like I was collecting DVDs and I went down to a record store that, that sold like used DVDs and new DVDs. And I found an entire box set of Super Mario, Super Mario Brothers Super Show. And I said, I'm going to watch this. It's going to be great. It's going to be a nostalgia trip. But I'm also the type of person that when I watch something new or sorry, when I watch something old, um, I try to put, you know, a different outlook on it to say, like, is this good? One of my favorite things growing up is the original Ninja show. That show is garbage. Um, and I recognize that, but I still love it. You know, it still have, has a place in my heart, but it's, I know that it's bad. I didn't, I didn't have this capability yet with the Super Mario Brothers Super Show. And I watched it and it's, it's awful. But the reason I'm mentioning it at, at, at entirely is because there's two parts to the show. There's a live action segment where um, Captain Lou Albano plays Mario and Danny Wells plays Luigi. Those segments are actually, in my opinion, still watchable because they're really silly and over the top and they're not meant to be anything other than silly and over the top. Um, it's very clear to me that uh, uh, Captain Lou and Danny Wells are just having a lot of fucking fun when it comes to just doing these dumb little bits. It's the animation that sucks because the plots make no fucking sense. The direction of whatever the story is makes no goddamn sense hmm. um it's it's full of puns and not good puns either like really just awful fucking puns and uh 
the um, the thing that that was really interesting to me watching it as an adult was that each episode is actually centered around a film. Like one episode's title isn't even trying to hide it. It's called the Toad Warrior. And yes, the entire episode is to look like Mad Max. That's weird. I would have never gotten that as a kid. Not no. as a kid. Um, so when I go back and watch movies that I watched as a kid, I definitely, I definitely say like, I didn't see that previously. I didn't know that was a joke previously. Um, I watched a ton of Looney Tunes as a kid. And I'm talking about the ones that were serials in front of movies back in the thirties. Was it the thirties or the forties? It doesn't matter. Thirties, forties, fifties. Uh, watching those as a kid to watching those as an adult and having more knowledge to understand the references makes a fucking world of difference. Oh, yeah. Makes it funnier too. Way funnier. And I think the same can be said for Pixar films. Um, you know, like as a kid, I watched Toy Story and I'm like, ha ha ha, toys talk, ha ha ha. <laughs> came out, I was pretty young and I didn't look at it from the aspect of like, man, Buzz is going through an existential crisis because like he thought he was a person and now he's a toy and he doesn't know how to handle being a toy and he thinks that he's worth <laughs> like, I didn't do that as a kid. So I think that when watching Soul, I don't think there's a lot of kids doing that now. I don't think there's kids looking at that and going like, what is my purpose in life? What is after death? Like, I don't think that kids are doing that. And again, I could be wrong. I might have just been an idiot kid. I don't fucking know, but... <clears throat> Sorry. You okay there? Yeah, you do all right. <laughs> I'm just choking. Choking back that comment. <laughs> uh, I'm just playing. I know. I was trying to think of a good comeback, but I couldn't think of anything. Because you were an idiot kid. <laughs> Podcast canceled. No. <laughs> but yeah, that's 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 what I'm getting at when I say what when I say what I say about these about these animations that in my mind I don't think there's a lot of kids doing that because I wouldn't have. Uh I would not be watching Soul as a fucking ten year old and saying so. Joe's entire like plot thread this movie was like to just live his life and not worry about death, right? Is that is that a thing? Is that what I'm understanding as a kid? Because as a kid, I would have been like, man, that hilarious scene where like the dude who was like flipping the sign and then like he was out of it and it was like cool. Like I'd have done that. I'd have looked at my dad and gone, What was your favorite part? Because my favorite part, like that's true. Yeah. So what was your favorite part? <laughs> I don't do that as an adult, Maya. Maya. Dude, I had a favorite part. Okay. Well, I'm not telling you. <laughs> You're not telling me, I'm not telling you. I, 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 don't, I don't do that anymore. This is, my, this is the point I was getting at when I said that. I don't... I don't I, I I don't have the ability to go. What was my favorite part? I just go like, yeah, I really like that scene, or like that joke was hilarious. Like, 
it just it just is it just is a thing so you specifically literally like anytime you watch anything you don't pick out a certain moment you know and think wow i really thought that was awesome it's probably the thing that stands out the most to me that's the thing that i enjoyed the most well there's things there's there's scenes that definitely stand out for sure um but in, a, in an hour and a half long movie, a two hour long movie, I don't I don't think I pick a favorite part. Um, I would say like one of the things that stands out in my mind when it comes to that movie is the whole the whole idea of the the great beyond and the great before being hypothetical. It's referred to as hypothetical three times in the movie, and I absolutely fucking love that. Um, like that kind of stuff sticks out in my mind, or that. Like Joe, like a uh, uh, twenty-two, found more enjoyment on Earth just eating a piece of pizza and watching a leaf fall from a tree than Joe did playing that 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 song or playing that in that band. Like that stuff stands out to me. So, but I don't know if you can consider that a favorite part. That's all. Well, um... that's a favorite moment. <clears throat> I mean, I would consider that a moment that you favorited we can do that it's just me i don't have a problem with that i just i wasn't looking at it from that perspective that's all gotcha so what's there anything else we want to add to soul i'm good fucking half an hour rant so i mean no no. Now, talking about Larry in the stand, that was a rant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Look, tell me a story. God damn it. I don't know, know how he likes his fucking eggs. It doesn't matter. <laughs> you learn a lot about somebody by the way they take their eggs, Greg. <laughs> Just saying. I'd rather rather watch how do I put this succinctly? I'd rather watch that scene from Legion where the old lady calls that woman a a, well, I don't know if I'm allowed to say it. Um, You can say cunt. Okay. I'd rather watch the scene where the old lady from Legion calls that woman a cunt than watch Larry have sex with fucking that woman again. So there's that. If that was Roller Girl. That was Roller Girl. Wait, what? You mean, it was Heather Graham. She played Roller Girl in Boogie Nights. Oh! And the, and the first time that Dirk Diggler goes back to uh, Burt Reynolds's pad. and uh, I've never seen know, Boogie Nights. You've never seen Boogie Nights? Nope. Oh, my God. Anyway, there's this song that plays in Boogie Nights when she's fucking Mark Wahlberg, and it's got his I got a brand new pair of roller skates. They played that song at the end of the episode. They played that at the end of the episode. (laughs) And that's all I've been thinking about. You got something I need? Well, I got a brand new pair Mm -hmm. of roller skates. You got a brand new key. DCMA. Uh, DMCA? DMCA, my bad. I said that wrong. My joke didn't work because I said it wrong. Anyway, uh, I, oh, I by the way, I took that song at the end of the episode to be about flag <laughs> specifically. But it is interesting that they tied that in 
because I didn't. Oh, yeah. They totally tied it in, dude. You gotta watch Boogie Nights, man. It's on HBO. It's on HBO Max until tomorrow. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I'm not kidding. All right, let's give a grade to Soul, shall we? Oh, this is a great movie. I, I, I had a lot of heart. Um, had a nice message to it. And, you know, the real takeaway is for me is just live your fucking life. Enjoy your life. You're, nothing's guaranteed. Try to make the most of it. You know, and I thought that was a wonderful message, you know, and it's a great message for kids to get. Mm-hmm. Because there's a lot of stresses and pressures placed on kids these days. And like Madison, she gets so freaked out when she's doing her math homework and she can't understand a problem or she misses it the first time she tries it. She has a total mental breakdown and fucking starts crying, man. And Mine just, is the same way. And I'm like, honey, it's okay. It's just a mistake. That's how you learn. But they act like it's the end of the world. Yes. Yes. It. And ultimately, in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't fucking matter. No. Because we all have pocket to... computers now. What the fuck do we need to know how to do math for? My teacher was well, like, I mean, you won't have a calculator at all times. Well, we fucking wrong. <laughs> right? <laughs> but, yeah, I tell her, it's like you're worried about so many things right now. And there's so much pressure on you for from whatever this and that just slow down yeah it was was hard for us when we started homeschooling because she hey hold on a second get out get up get up here get up here stop rubbing on the christmas tree get up here um yeah uh we take it down on like january 1st but yeah she would she would literally break down in tears and you know like hate herself for this and it, it was yes. taught to her by school i mean i yes. had to work so hard and it's still not completely done you know she still gets upset with herself not to the way she did thank god but i was like i cannot believe that they are making you feel this way when you're just trying to learn yeah you know i mean that's madison, madison has literally balled up her fist and said i'm so stupid and hit herself in the forehead yes is that not insane? Oh my That's God. what public education has done to my daughter. And it's I bullshit. try to tell her it's okay to be wrong. Yep. Because as it's long okay as you to learn, fail, because failure is the best teacher. Yep. That's how you learn. Ugh. You fail and try and fail and try and fail and try again, you know, until you get it right. It doesn't mean that you're stupid. It just means that, you know, you haven't figured it out yet. Eventually you will. Yeah, math is, I mean, it, it's done some horrible things, man. But, yeah, I do think that, that that is a good message for kids to have. They do need to understand that, you know, you don't have to be perfect to everything. That sometimes it's it, it actually a lot of times it's okay to just stop and enjoy the world around you. You know, because there's so much out there that we don't see because we're all staring at cell phones or we're working on homework over time. And, you know, I mean, it's just, there's so much around us that can make you happy. And the kids need to see that. Yeah. Enjoy a slice of pizza while yes. you're looking up at the sky. 
and watching the leaves. I mean, that kind of shit. The, the takeaway from that, enjoy those moments. There's a line uh, that Joe says that I think is is very important. Um, and that's when one of the Terrys is giving him a second chance at life at the end of the movie. And, and she says... It was one um, of the Jerry's. Terry, Terry was the uh, accountant. Jerry's were okay. everybody else. Yeah, I've never been around <laughs> that properly. Uh, <laughs> well, there was Jerry, and then there was Jerry D. Those were the only ones by name. Everybody else was Jerry. <laughs> well, it's, it's the it's the discrepancy between Terry and Jerry. I can't remember like two J names back to back. So my brain just goes, nope, nope, that's not happening in there. Go fuck. One yourself. was Australian, and one was from New Zealand. <laughs> the one that was, I think it was the accountant one, was voiced by Richard Iode. I could be wrong about that. I know that one of them was for sure because he's in the credits. But um, love Richard Iode. Um, uh, what was I going to say? God damn it, my brain just like nope. Uh, oh, it was the line that that Joe says. So she says, "What are you going to do? Like, how are you going to like?" how are you going to live your life? And he says, you know, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I do know that I'm going to live every minute of it. Yep. And that, that to me is just, it's absolutely perfect. The perfect fucking line to me. Cause that's, that's all any of us need to do. And that's why this movie gets an a plus. Like when he realized that, when he realized that life isn't about a purpose, like I legit was teary eyed. Like I was legit. I legit like I was like, <laughs> like the scene where he's at the piano and he's like putting all the parts up there that that uh, twenty two collected while in his body, and I was just like my uh, my whole fucking heart. I was just like oh oh the the absolute existential pain. <laughs> hmm. so. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> You're a good man, Greg. I love you. Thank I mean you. that's awesome. I mean, yeah, I, I get teary out of everything. You know, I'm 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 an emotional wreck a lot of the time, but you know, it's just yeah, it was it was such a good movie, and to know that it caught you that way as well. It men don't need to be afraid to cry. Cry makes you feel better, you know. I mean, and sometimes you need to cry, and that was definitely a cry worthy movie. It was lovely, you know. It was just. It was beautiful. I think I had a great message. I'd definitely give it an A. Not, I, no, I'd give it an A+. Plus. That was awesome. an a. What, what about you, Maya? Did you say you were great? I didn't hear you. I, I, I said an A. Okay. Yeah. Hey, and well, he was New Zealand. Uh, yeah. Terry was a uh, voice by Rachel House from New Zealand. So I, uh, well, I can pick up on them accents, eh? <laughs> yeah, a, a New Zealand accent is just a little different than a than an Australian accent. Yeah, they replace the eyes with ease and the ease with eyes. It's like <laughs> put your dick away, put it back in your pants. <laughs> uh, New Nobody wants to see that. <laughs> I, that's that's a bucket list item for sure for me is to go to New Zealand. But um, shall we? Uh, shall we move and shit on fucking Wonder Woman 1984? Oh, this movie was fucking trash. 
Oh so, my fucking god! So both yeah. of you have said. Both of you have said that you that like Misty quit or wanted to quit five minutes in. Betty, you wanted yeah. to fucking quit five minutes in. To me, the good parts of the movie <laughs> were the opening scene in their in their their schema, their schema, their their schema, whatever, and the mall sequence, and that's it. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I don't know. I guess, you know, well, one of the things was it did remind me of, you know, my childhood in the 80s and it was not good. I was like, eh, eh, you know, but it just, it did not grab my attention. I think that the story could have been way better. They had a lot to work with. I don't think they did it justice. I really don't. Considering the first one, I really do not think they did it justice. And I think this was just like a play to say, oh, look at all the 90s shit and 80s shit that we know. And I was like, oh, you don't have to remind us, you know? <laughs> Why did they have to do this? Yeah, for some uh, reason, I don't, I don't know who it was exactly, but they were very like excited to be back in the 80s. <laughs> I was like, oh, fuck that shit. Nope. I lived in the 80s. There were good things about the 80s as a kid, but I would never want to relive them. Nope. Well, there's a way to do it correctly, and I think Stranger Things does a fucking awesome example of showing that. True. Uh, uh, I don't think that the 80s were necessarily a bad decade, but definitely like celebrating it in that way was super fucking weird. Well, you know, it happens a lot. It's like in the 90s, the 50s were celebrated. P girls wore poodle skirts and uh, lace uh, uh, socks with high heels. It was so weird. Yeah, I mean, we we, we recycle fashion. It's just how yeah. it is. Yeah. Uh, the neon was, whoa. My eyes were <laughs> everywhere. It was insane. I was like, why are we watching this again? Oh, yeah. Well, that's I, the thing. I don't I don't mind an 80s aesthetic. I don't mind an 80s setting, but this show was like, look at the fashion, look at the art, look at everything, look at the big mm -hmm. hair. Like, why? Why are you yeah? If 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 we weren't reviewing this, I would have shut it off. Oh yeah. See, that's uh, hated it. So so let me before we get into the actual garbage of this movie, which we will get to. Why were the two scenes that I thought were the most watchable not watchable for you two? Oh, this whole movie is unwatchable. It just felt cheap. It really felt cheap. The whole scene that they were doing in the first part, you know, I mean, she was trying to be a badass little girl and, and she was succeeding very well. But my God, the, even the costumes looked bad. I mean, they didn't even look like real they look like they were made by, you know, face off uh, plastic. It was it was bad. I, I don't I don't necessarily the, agree with you on that. The effects were not very polished, and that's the least complaint that I have. Uh it's just the plot of this movie was a fucking turd. It was just bad. I I'm sorry. Just no, was there a plot? <laughs> I can I can I can honestly say like I've thought about this movie for the past few days because I was like trying to figure out what they did wrong um because I couldn't place it like after watching it I give credence to a lot of DC DC to me is very like we don't really have a reason for things happening they just happen 
All DC is like this. I don't care. You can sit there and argue with me until you're blue in the face. I've read enough DC, watched enough DC. I give DC more uh, 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 leniency when it comes to telling their stories because nine times out of 10, there is something that's happening that does not have a reason or explanation and it just happens. So that's why I was like solid seven out of 10. I thought that the action sequences were fine because they very much wanted to, wanted to make kind of a call like that. The mall sequence, it was very clear that everything was done with wires. Very clear that everything was done with wires. It wasn't very CGI heavy. And I appreciated that. I was like, Oh shit. It's like, Oh, it's all very, um, uh, what is it called? Uh, There's a word I'm looking for that's not coming off the top of my head, but it was it was all practical. There we go. It was all practical. And I, I really appreciate that. When it comes to filmmaking, I love seeing practical stuff. And the scene in Theraschema was very practical too. So I really enjoyed that. That was that was nice to see. That sequence in in the mall definitely was a callback to the old Wonder Woman show um, in a lot of ways. So that's why I appreciated that. But once it started getting to the stuff with the wishes, it didn't make any sense. There was no consistency oh. with the wishes at all. And I said, I said to myself, ah, this is DC. DC does this shit all the time. Oh, well, no big deal. But then as I thought about it, I was like, the first movie didn't do this. And that's all you really need to watch this movie is the first movie. So why did they go this route? Um, I don't know, but I, I, I woke up 5.30, 6 o'clock Christmas morning. Madison was excited, wanted to open up her stuff. As soon as we got done doing that, I was like, yeah, let's watch Wonder Woman. I might as well. And I watched it, and I hadn't been online yet. And I'm just like, ugh. Ugh. And then as soon as I got done watching it, I was like, Misty's like, oh, that sounded awful. I was like, how much of it did you watch? She's like, I walked out the first five minutes. Hmm. And I was just like, it was so fucking bad. I was like, I was, I was looking forward to it because I loved the first one. I was looking forward to it. This was bad, just bad. Fucking wishes. I said, I wish that this movie was good. <laughs> <laughs> I love, I love a good monkey paw wish story. Like I really fucking do. I don't. I don't. Well, honestly, I'd never heard that term. Until really? this movie, I'd never. Really? Wow. No. No, I'd never mm. heard that term before. Did you watch X Files? I'm sorry. Did you watch X Files? There's a whole never. episode on that. Uh, it's a very old story. Yeah, the monkey yeah, paw. Yeah, like I, two things. I grew up on Aladdin, so I always like fantasized about having wishes as a kid. And then um, when uh, I got older, I, I, I found out about like an evil genie that would like grant your wish, but you got something negative in return. Um, yeah. They, you can ask for something, but you're never going to get exactly what you asked for. They're going to turn okay. it around. I, I actually, well, yeah, in, in, I fantasy, actually that's, in fantasy, it's a gin. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You can get that. Yeah. Um, uh, the fact that she actually called it a monkey paw wish in this movie was fucking atrocious. I was like, if I'm in a movie that, or sorry, if there's a story that has to do with a theme, don't actually call that fucking theme out. What are you doing? Just have it happen. 
Yeah, I see. I just never heard the term. I'm familiar with the concept. I just never heard the term. So it was like monkey paw wish. What the fuck? Oh, I fucking love monkey paw. Like there was a there was a whole Goosebumps book on it too. But yeah, the the general idea of like of that idea, I really like. But the problem with this story, the problem with this script, that it was inconsistent on what you gave up. Yeah. Because in my opinion, and we're going full spoilers, we're not going to go over the entire plot. I'm just going to tell you what fucking sucked about this movie. Um, Max Lord should have lost his son. That should have been the thing he gave up for his wish to be able to be the stone. Because why was it his health? It didn't make any sense. It was clear that he could gain his health back. So why... It never seemed like Max's thing that he cared about the most was his health. How did, um, how did, uh, like, okay, why did Trevor come back into a person's body? Like, why was Diana just fucking oh cool, like, just totally okay with like raping a guy? Why did, um, uh, uh, Barbara gain Wonder Woman's powers? She wished to be like Diana, not be like Wonder Woman. Shit like that doesn't make any fucking sense at all. Yeah. And in the inconsistency of what everyone yes. the, the inconsistency of what everyone gave up also doesn't make a lot of sense. Since when was it ever established that Diana's most prized possession was her powers? Since when was it established that um uh, uh Max Lord's like thing he cared about the most was his health when he clearly gave a bigger fuck about his son? Why did Max Lord suffer any consequences? Why did the Middle East suddenly look like a fucking apartheid and that their only water source was a river? Like, there was proper civilization in the Middle East in the fucking 80s. What the fuck is this? Again, the script is absolute garbage, and it took me two days to figure out why, and it's because Jeff fucking Johns wrote it. I mean, you can't pin it all, blame it all on Jeff Johns. I mean, I will. But, I mean, there were there were more there were more people at the punch bowl stirring those turds around than Jeff Johns. I mean, say what you will. Uh, Patty Jenkins is a fantastic director. Yeah, but she directed a stinker this time. Well, that's that's another thing that kills me is that the acting wasn't bad in this movie. It was actually well done. I uh, think Pedro was a little over the top at times, but I know his I character he, was supposed to be. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think Pedro acted the way he was told to act for that reason. Yeah. Yeah. But oh man. It was painful to fucking watch. But that's like that's my problem with this, is it just it was inconsistent and didn't make a fucking lick of sense. Uh my biggest argument is that you can have some magic mumbo jumbo in your movie if it has a reason for existing, if there's a pattern and a path for that mumbo jumbo to to go stick with that rule don't break that rule because you want to for the sake of a plot stick to that rule and this movie failed at that at every fucking possible turn i agree it's bad it's fucking horrible like there's just there's just so absolute much that fails at this movie that it's it's unfathomable like the scene that that sticks out in my brain that even at the time i was like wait what the fuck 
was, hey, so we need this this caravan of cars that Wonder Woman is currently fighting to have a reason for Wonder Woman to need to stop the whole caravan. How about kids playing in the middle of the road? In the middle of the fucking... De- what? <laughs> it was... Uh, God. A lot of the stuff, too, seemed very ham-fisty. Like, uh, trying to... Like, failing to do a magic trick. Uh, I'll give you an example of a good magician. Steven Spielberg. Hey, look over here, look over here, look over here. Ignore this giant plot hole. But look over here. And that's Jurassic Park. Everyone, I'm um, sorry, Google. Did you did you hear me say Google? What the fuck? <laughs> hey, Google, what the fuck? <laughs> that scared the hell out of me. <laughs> so, all right. So in the first Jurassic Park movie, what a lot of people kind of never picked up on when watching it the first time, a few people did. My dad apparently did, but I certainly didn't. And I know a lot of people found out about it later. They were like, what? Um, the scene where the T-Rex shows up for the first time, it's walking on, on straight land. And then the scene happens and then suddenly there's no land there. And the fucking Jeep gets to fall over a cliff. Um, that is a good magician telling a scene and a story while having a massive plot pro or not, I guess not a plot hole, but an inconsistency with the shot. Um, and people don't notice because it's so interesting. That's a good magician. Wonder Woman was like a series of bad magicians. <laughs> like it was insane. It was absolutely insane to watch this movie and just like like watching it going, how did how did that happen? How did you get there? How did hmm <laughs> that There's just so much that I was just like, uh and then the fucking trope of like the nerdy person that becomes popular and strong and all that kind of shit. Like, can we stop? We just stop. It's it's we've seen it. Like but that was so effective. <laughs> so Wonder I... Woman, ten things I hate about you. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I, I broke an eighty-four things I hate. <laughs> um, people people pointed out a, a plot that would have been more consistent and better in regards to a story about Wonder Woman. Because let's be honest, the story wasn't so much about Wonder Woman. It was about Max Lord, and Wonder Woman just happened to be there fawning over a guy. Which yeah. doesn't make any sense to her fucking character to begin with. Um, uh, it would have been a better story, and stick with me here, this was somebody else's idea, and I think it was a really good idea. Um, if it was more about Wonder Woman... Uh, coming to terms with the fact that she's like not aging at all. And that um, uh, she not only befriends Barbara, but she gains a, a, like a, um, an attractive relationship with her. They become a couple, if you will, they start dating. And um, you know, this, this is, has the inclusive inclusivity of, of uh, 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 bisexual people or just lesbians or whatever. And, um, Barbara does find the wishing stone or whatever the fuck it was the dream stone, I think is what they called it. And, uh, uh, she does wish for Trevor to come back and Trevor just comes back. He does. He's not a part of whatever. He just comes back. This causes Barbara to become a jilted lover and she seeks out a way to gain powers and abilities to which she does becoming the cheetah or just cheetah. And, um, uh, so funny. 
<laughs> and um, you can still have the whole aspect of of uh, of like her, like like Wonder Woman coming with the terms with that Steve's not real. That it, the the wishing stone only gave her what she wanted because it 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 made her feel better, but she actually is it's causing her problems. And you could have made the story about fucking Wonder Woman. Like, I'm just I'm flabbergasted that this script passed by anybody. <laughs> I'm flabbergasted that a lot of scripts passed by. I a lot of times I'm like, did nobody say anything? Somebody had to have said something, but nope, they don't. <laughs> I think this is classic symptom of the first movie being so successful that they gave the sequel or they gave the people who, who made the first one way too much wiggle room with the sequel. And uh, it's actually coming out that maybe they don't know how to tell a story. Right. Hmm. Well, like I said before we recorded the first Wonder Woman movie was essentially a copy of Captain America. Uh, I mean, I said more or less. <laughs> so it was. I'll, I'll say this: I think the first Wonder Woman movie was like a mix of of Captain America and Thor. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Because you know she is essentially she's essentially a demigod slash fish out of water, but who also you know leads a team of commandos in World War One instead of two. I mean, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like, uh, I can't think of anything else that was bad about this movie, but it was just. I can't think of a single good thing about this movie. I mean, I can, but it's in the first like 20 minutes. So. <laughs> Literally, this movie, this movie starts falling apart and breaking down after the wish stone is fucking introduced. Honestly. Yeah. yeah. Up until then, it's like, okay. We might have a good movie on our hands, maybe. Then that happens, and he's like, nope, just go ahead. <laughs> Back that turd truck up, dump it in that big old punch bowl there. Just beep, 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 stir it all around. Oh, you want to stir too? Here, stir some. It's just bad, bad. Like, I criticize the other DCEU movies. I criticize Batman versus Superman. I criticize Man of Steel. I criticize Justice League. All of those are much fucking better than my 1984. Yeah. Much this, uh, the, 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 to me, this was Suicide Squad level bad. I've seen that. I mean, it's. I hated Suicide Squad. And I didn't watch the Birds of Prey and Harley Quinn movie, the sequel that they did. No, yeah, I haven't seen, seen it. And I won't watch it um, because but I know it's bad. That's my big thing about. Bad. Yeah, that's my big thing about the DC movies, and I don't know if you feel the same. It sounds like you feel the same, but I'm just not excited to see them anymore. This was the first well, one I was excited to see in a long fucking time. I did love Aquaman. Still haven't seen that either. I love Aquaman. I did not. Uh, well, I'm a Aquaman's my favorite hero from DC Comics. I'm like one of the eight people out there that like him. I don't uh, understand the hate he gets because he's not just like he can talk to fish. He's much more than that. But 
It wasn't that. I mean, it's like I'm not hating on Aquaman. I just thought the movie was shit. That's fair. Yeah. I was talking about the character because the, the joke throughout time is that, especially most comic book fans, is like he's a shit superhero because all he can do is talk to fish. Basically, how how he's treated in the boys is how like actual comic book fans think of uh, think of Aquaman. Yeah, I mean it had Jason Momoa in it, and I love Jason Momoa, but I still hated that fucking Who the movie. Fuck I I really wish that they had cast the guy that played his brother in the movie, um, Pat- Patrick Wilson. I wish they had cast him as Aquaman instead of Jason Momoa. Because no, no, no offense, Jason Momoa, you're not a great actor. Oh, I think he's. he's not, have you seen Frontier? I haven't. Oh, and the, good. The, extent, the extent that I've seen Jason Momoa in, I've seen him in the Justice League movie Aquaman and that half a season of Game of Thrones he was in. Frontier takes place in I think like the 1700s, um, up in like near Canada, in the Hudson Bay area. And he's a trapper, and he's half Native American and half Irish, and he plays a badass motherfucker, and he is good. I mean, there's like three seasons of it. It was amazing. Okay. Um, I was also going to say that uh, you don't really have to be a good actor when you're as pretty as Jason Momoa. So he, um, he, he is a pretty bitch. He's so pretty. Bitch. Well, okay. Wonder Woman eighty four is fucking awful. To save yourself two and a half hours of your life, don't watch yeah. it. Yeah, I, 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 do we give I it a give grade? It a D. Oh wow, that that high. That's just because of the cameo with Linda Hamilton at the end. <laughs> hey, Linda Carter. I'm sorry. Yeah, Carter. Yeah, sorry. Like, you know this movie could have done Terminator. Terminator. <laughs> yeah, this movie done so much crossover with Terminator. I'll tell you what. I'm, yeah, I'm also giving it a D. I'm giving it a D because I really enjoyed the the two opening sequences. I thought they were fun, so that's that's why I'm giving it a D instead of like a fucking F. But I'm giving it an F for fuck this train wreck. It's bad. I hate it. On a scale of zero to ten, I would give it a negative two. Wow, that's yeah. Uh, Jeff's been watching the IMDb uh, ratings since we watched it, and then you just keep going down. Oh yeah, uh, it was certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes for about a half a day. Yeah, and once people started watching it, everything. The little girl who played her has potential in the future. Oh yeah, no, no, no doubt there. You know, the actors themselves did what they were told to do. It was just everything. You can't help it. You're in a shitty movie. Was shit. Yeah. Again, again, I, I, I cannot stress enough. The thing that sucked about this movie, hands down, well, was the script, the script was the biggest problem. Uh, the script was the literal only problem. Because, again, like you said, Patty Jenkins can direct. That's very clear. She can direct. Yeah, but she's got to have so much. Well, I'm glad to see we're all in agreement here. <laughs> It's nice. It's nice to hate on something together, guys. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. I, was, I think the other thing that makes this so bad for a lot of people is that the first one was so good. The expectations were understandably high. 
Uh, this is like, you know, it came out on Christmas morning. This is like, oh, yes, I can't wait to unwrap my presents. And you get and you get a used cat litter box. It's already full. Uh, <sighs> fuck, what am I going to do with this shit? I progressively, I think that's what Maya was getting at, by the way, was that I progressively kept giving the score a lower and lower score over a day. <laughs> well, if y'all do want to laugh, check out um, uh, Star Trek on CBS All Access, the cartoon. Oh, Under Decks? Uh, yeah, that Lord is Lord fucking Lord. hilarious. That's definitely worth watching. It's better yeah, my, than Discovery, in my opinion. My dad and I, we, we still need to watch that and Discovery because we would like to watch the Star Treks together. So I like Star Trek, but I just, I was, when I watched Discovery, I was like, no, I watched like half an episode. I'm like, this is not for me. This is not the Star Trek I remember. Uh, no, that's understandable. I, I know a lot of people aren't the biggest fan of Star Trek I, or uh, Discovery either, but I can't give that opinion unless I see it, you know? It's like everybody's trying to J.J. Abrams shit nowadays, and I'm just like over it. Uh, just throw some lens flare on it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't I don't have a problem with... Uh, lens like, flare and a Beastie Boys soundtrack. <laughs> I, I really like the uh, the Fast and the Furious uh, Star Trek-like series. I don't. It doesn't bother me, but... Yeah, if, if you're doing a if you're doing a Star Trek show that takes place in the same universe as as um, you know Next Generation and and uh, all the other shows, like don't don't make it like the Abrams verse. That's unnecessary. Yeah, the cartoon's hilarious. They were talking about celebrating uh, Picard Day. I was like, that's so fucking awesome. I want a Picard, uh, Picard Day. We need to make a Picard Day. I mean, that man should be celebrated while he's still alive. Patrick Stewart. Yeah, no, yeah, no. has my heart, man. <laughs> I've had a crush on him since I was a teenager, and watching uh, Next Generation, I've always liked older men. <laughs> <laughs> no, Picard's great. I uh, Picard's great. Uh, uh, Patrick Stewart's great. Like. I don't understand why people hated Picard, but whatever. Because he's damn sexy. I wasn't aware that people <laughs> jealous. Did. Oh my god, dude! Like the second that I went on line and was like, "Picard's really good," I got like a few people, friends specifically, uh, commenting me like, "It's kind of shit. It's not Star Trek." Have you seen the new show with Picard? That's what he's talking about. Yeah, that's the show. Oh, about. I loved it. I fucking loved it. Yeah, you know, I can't. Here. I hope they have a second season because I thought it was great. You know. Data's gained a little weight, but you know it happens. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how androids do that, but cool. But yeah, I mean Picard, he's amazing. I don't know how it's you can hate on him. Bulkier model. Then again, do you ever just like you know you you've got a show that you like on YouTube or something, and you know they're they're just amazing. They're really good people, like Philip DeFranco. People come on there and dislike shit, and I'm like. Well, what is wrong with you? How do you dislike this? What What's going through your head? I just don't understand. People are weird. Yeah. that uh, that's And that's the thing I've learned over time is that you're never going to please everybody 100%. Absolutely. Some people just want to be pissed off. Like, I've come to that realization. Some people are just not happy unless they're pissed off about something. Yeah, that's true. I mean, and, and I, I get like... Star Wars is such an interesting thing for me right now because I love Star Wars. I'll always love Star Wars and I'm critical of Star Wars. Um, we had a very brief conversation on this podcast about how, uh, you know, classic Star Wars is very sexist. And um, 
And how can you tell it was sexist without watching the movies and knowing it? Because look at the fan base. Mm-hmm. Um, now there are more, I will say this, there are more Star Wars fans that aren't like that. We're just quiet. We just enjoy Star Wars and shut the fuck up. Um, but there was a situation that happened over the weekend. Um, it might have been rolled into Monday too, but Pablo Hidalgo, who works at Lucasfilms, um, mm-hmm. made a joke on um, a guy on YouTube. His name is Star Wars Theory, and he's a typical fucking Star Wars fanboy, like very annoying, very obnoxious. I can't stand his channel. Uh, me either. Um, but he uploaded a video of him like crying at at uh, Luke showing up at the end of Mandalorian. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, that not was crying, not cry worthy. Not crying at you know Grogu and and yeah Mando that scene that that was Luke cry worthy. Up, Luke showing up that is not cry worthy. No. What, what kind of pretentious douche canoe fucking cries at that? So Pablo a Hidalgo, you wants attention. Pablo Hidalgo made a joke saying. Emotions aren't to be shared, is what he said. It was very dry, but it's his typical, like, fucking style of comedy. And all of these fucking, like, hardcore fanboy assholes just started attacking Pablo on on Twitter to the point he had to delete his Twitter account. He was like, I'm not fucking dealing with this. Bless his heart. mm, Yeah, it's like I tell my kid and I remind myself all the time, you got to be careful what you say on the internet. People will come back and use it against you. It doesn't matter if it was 20 years ago. They'll dig that shit up, man. Yeah, that is my that is my biggest critique about Pablo doing that was like, eh, maybe not to the Star Wars fan base, bud. Like, you maybe should have thought about that before you said it. I get it. I get it was not, you know, malicious in intent, but they're not going to fucking pick up on that. Well, that's uh, why they're Star Wars fans because they don't pick up on subtlety and context. No shit. No shit. Ugh. Um, but yeah, so like uh, uh, the thing that I've noticed about the Star Wars fandom that drives me absolutely nuts is that they just they bond over their hatred of something in Star Wars. And that to me is so toxic. <laughs> So that is toxic. Bonding over something you hate, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh that being said, uh Wonder Woman's a piece of shit. <laughs> we all hate it. 1984. <laughs> Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself. All right. That's uh <laughs> so somebody hit that mother you see, you see that twisted T video this weekend? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Fucking hilarious. Have, you, have you seen it? Oh no! Um, my sister emailed me. She's like, "What is up with all this twisted tea and Rudy Giuliani?" I was like, "I have no idea. I really don't. I I've been on the internet that much this weekend." So. Oh my god! Oh uh, yeah. After we wrap up here in a minute, you got to see this. Yeah, send it to me. I gotta see this. I used to drink twisted teas, but they have way too many calories. Greg, did you see the one where they said it to Dave Matthews? Yes, yes, I did. That's actually the first time I saw that video. Okay. I didn't see it prior to that because it wasn't like a huge thing on Twitter. But then I went to Facebook and I saw all of you in the fucking realm making all these memes. I was like, what is happening? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm just like, what? What is going on right now? Is this real life? Uh, It's pretty funny. So Um, confused. (laughs) Well, guys, that's going to do it for us today. 
This is a little bit longer of an episode because we did have quite a few things to talk about. But next week is going to be interesting. Uh, we're going to be talking about season three of the stand, or sorry, episode three of the stand, um, which again you can find on CBS All Access, and uh, and we're going to have a discussion about um, representation in media. And this is a broad statement. This isn't like one specific group. This is how you can basically have representation in your movies without feeling like a it's ham-fisted or b that it's pandering or that it's you know inoffensive so we're going to have that discussion um which i think is a great discussion betty thank you for bringing it up uh thank you uh so that's going to be a lot of fun uh but make sure you follow us on all socials everybody which are listed below um including our new twitch channel which again hopefully will stream this saturday which will be tomorrow after this episode goes up but um i don't have anything going on this saturday do you too yeah i'm not gonna be home uh, uh I'll be home, but I won't um, be home on the second. Yeah, that that's Saturday the second. I'm going to be over in Abingdon at or oh, Bristol. Oh shoot! I thought that was the first. Yeah, I'm going to be in. Okay. I'm going to so be not- in Abingdon at my shop. My friend from Connecticut is driving her son down to college, and I haven't seen her in like years. So we're going to meet up and social distance in the shop. Awesome. Well, then, you know, not this Saturday, obviously, but, you know, in the future, we'll try to we'll get, get there. To yeah, we'll get to there. Um, but, uh, but yeah, go and follow that, yada, yada. We also uh, still, we have all this new merch that you can find on, God, I can't remember the website. Maya, help me out here. Uh, Teespring. Teespring. I don't want to say Red Bubble. Uh, yeah, you can find all the, the new merch over there, which is uh, t-shirts, mugs, so on and so forth with um, the new art by... Uh, William Fong, right? I said that name yep. correctly. You did. Yeah, there we go. Put our faces on your body. Yup. Or or a mug. I need to buy a mug. I really want to buy a mug. <sighs> hey, when I get that money from the government. Um shit. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, you can go do that. Um, other than that, Maya, where can folks find you? You can find me on Facebook under my name. It's a public profile, so if you want to follow me on Twitter or Instagram, you can do so. It's linked there. Uh, as for other shows you can catch me on, you can catch me on two shows on the Realm of Collectors YouTube channel every other Wednesday night at 9.30 p.m. Eastern on Figure Banging, new episode this week. And then uh, live on Friday nights at 9 on Nerd Life Syndicate. And we'll have our first show of the new year, first Realm show of the new year, Uh coming on tonight at nine so if you're busy busy girl i know if you're into uh nerd and pop culture related stuff come by and hang out in the chat it's a fun time that's me Uh, where are you at biddy where i usually am sitting on the throne in hell (laughs) um betty badger ogletree on facebook and bright betty on twitter that's where I am when I'm not on the throne of hell. <laughs> uh, you find me on all socials under Trump Rock Geek. Um, and I did a new episode of the Mission Star podcast with my good friend, Anthony. Um, we decided to do like a year in review sort of episode. Um, it's not going to be a reoccurring thing. We talked about maybe doing like like twice a year getting together and just doing an episode just for shits and giggles. But um, uh, 
yeah, it was fun. We we talked about like uh, what our favorite things were in the year and what we've been up to, and it's just it's a nice little, like little get together. So if that's something you're interested in, go check that out. Um, also, I'm going to be doing um, basically what what I talked about in the beginning of this episode with our YouTube channel having individual reviews. I'm going to be trying to do the same thing on the Mission Start pod, or sorry, the Mission Start YouTube channel um, with uh, individual reviews of video games. So I'm going to start with uh, Phoenix Rising, Immortals Phoenix Rising, and go from there because I meant to do this all this year, but God, God, no, there's just too much this year, but yeah. So go check that out if you want to. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, that's it. Make sure you, thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure you watch episode three of the stand. If you're not watching the stand, you know, it's fine, I guess, but it's a pretty good show. I think so, so far, regardless of what Maya wants to tell you. Um, Hater. Uh, I'm not the one that was hating on Larry. You were hating on me. Hater. No, I don't know. But yeah. Hey, uh, if, if, if you want to just wait, you can get a free week of CBS All Access. Just wait until all nine episodes are out if you don't want to pay the. Yeah. Get your free trial and watch it in a week and be done mm-hmm. with it. Just binge it. Yeah, I did that with. Uh, Ted Lasso on Amazon or uh, Apple TV. So I think every smart person who wants to watch the show has done that at one point or another. Oh yeah, I, I think I've that. almost used up all my free trials on Amazon Prime. I think uh, there's people that I know that create new um, new, new email addresses every time. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Done it. So well, that's... guys, we're gonna head out. Yep. Peace, love, and Polly Pops. We will talk to you later. She just stole your thunder, Greg. No, it's fine. It's totally oh, fine. Okay. I was already awesome. kind of done. I was just gonna say, like, uh, join us next right. week. Then, all right. Well, then, fucking take care, everybody. 